Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Movies. My name is Daniel Berrios. I am your host. It is a lovely Tuesday morning, March 28th, 2023, coming to you from Denton, Texas. And today I'm going to be continuing my coverage of this year's Make Believe Seattle Film Festival with uh, the first part of a double feature. I already know this is a mini-series that has multiple episodes, but this one is a special double feature, and it demands to be seen as such because it is Jay Burleson's The Third Saturday in October, Part 5. This movie is interesting in the sense that the idea of Third Saturday in October is a spoof on sort of 70s and 80s slasher movies, your Halloweens, your Friday the 13ths, Hell, the beginning of this movie has a title card saying the third Saturday in October is a cheap 1980 knockoff of the success of something like Friday the 13th, inspired by Halloween. And then the movie that you're currently watching, the third Saturday in October part five, is the fourth sequel of that. And the reason I'm starting with this one is because in the like when I was told by the festival uh, publicist, uh, Ted Gahan, Thanks, buddy. Uh, he, they wrote on the email, you need to watch part five before you watch the original. And in my mind, that kind of fits the whole aesthetic of what's going on. It's hearkening back to a time where access to movies wasn't so easily like accessible. And, you know, people would end up watching sequels to horror movies before the original movie just because of what was available at the time. I mean, hell... I watched Dream Warriors first, and it took me a long time after watching Dream Warriors to end up watching Nightmare on Elm Street, and I grew up in the 2010s, so I can't imagine what it must have been like in the 80s when all you have to do is comb a video store for whatever library they had, and you would end up probably with like the fourth or fifth sequel that was uh, technically a new release at that moment, and maybe the other movies just weren't available in that small town. Maybe they were already being rented at the time. So your access to these movies really depended on not only where you lived, who was in your community, how lucky you were to get access to these things. So we start with part five. It's about a killer named Jackariah Hunt who survives a... Uh, who survives execution and then goes on a rampage and he comes back to this town in Alabama multiple times on the third Saturday in October. What I originally thought was a spoof of Friday the 13th, right? I thought, oh, it's the third Saturday in October. Like this is going to be some sort of, uh, extension of that or like a goof on wow it's weird that we chose a really specific date to do that no joke is on me because and I am not a college football fan I'm an NFL football fan put your throw your vitriol at me as much as you need but the third Saturday in October is a real fucking thing it's a rivalry against Alabama and Tennessee and it's been the longest played game for, I think, NCAA history. It's just a, a huge, huge, huge rivalry to the point where like people get overly obsessive about it. The closest thing I can probably think of is 
in my neck of the woods, there's the Texas OU game, which plays every year. Because, I mean, I live in North Texas. My UNT team is not anywhere near, you know, Nick Saban level. That's his name, right? Nick Saban, uh, coach of Alabama football. See, this is how little I know. Anyway, the rivalry between uh, UT and OU is probably the closest I'm going to get to where I'll walk around the store and there'll be more jerseys on than usual. But in this movie and in real life, the third Saturday in October is a big motherfucking deal, especially since uh, Jay Burleson, the director, is from Alabama. So there's this sort of fall energy that is just rampant throughout this movie that despite me watching it in the spring immediately throws me back into football season and even the movie has these amber glows this sort of burnt orange look Uh, it's not just because the movie's set in the 80s and it's kind of southern fried like I don't know it really gives me this warm fuzzy fall feeling and uh that third Saturday in October permeates throughout the entire thing because the reason that everybody is in their houses watching this game, they're having parties, and so when you put a bunch of people together and a serial killer's walking around the neighborhood, it comes across like Halloween. You know, Michael Myers just going down the strip on a dark night slaughtering anyone in sight. And so that's kind of what you're getting in this. You're getting a bunch of little weird characters, their own kind of quirks, and this guy wearing this sort of uh, fucked up Halloween mask, which looks like a mix of like a clown thing. Honestly, the picture that I'm looking at here kind of looks like Slender Man, but it's more of like this hand-drawn clown uh, smiley face mask. Kind of reminds me a little bit of The Strangers. And he's wearing this suit, uh, the suit that they tried to execute him in. That's his whole shtick. And I don't feel like I'm spoiling the original movie because part five does too part five has this interesting sort of meta thing to where it's showing you the opening of the first movie and it kind of explains to you what's going on before you go into part five in the same way that like friday 13th part three would kind of show you the end of part two and kind of get you if you've never seen a blank in blank movie acclimate you to what's going on and so I found all of that to be really comforting to my horror movie nerd heart it's just warm it felt like I was watching one of these movies again and the camera uh cinematography works the same way it's got film it's like this film graininess and the I don't know there's something about it that controls the period in a way that it never really stuck to me that I was watching a movie from 2022. It also helps that they're shooting in locations that aren't so, you know, I guess gentrified (laughs) that it really does look like it's shot in a small town and like these sort of diner restaurants. And when people thought that putting wood panels on the wall was like a great fashion sense, you know, it's like, Applebee's, I think, does it for a goof or, like, does it for some nostalgia porn. But in this movie, it genuinely just feels like they time warped. Really fascinating shit to me. So you've got these characters in this little strip. Uh, The main two are, let's see here, M.D.B.A., M.D.B.A., scrolling down, M.D.B.A. You've got Kansas Bowling playing Maggie, who's this pink-haired, 
punk rocker, cigarette smoking babysitter, and Poppy Cunningham's PJ, who's the little girl that she's babysitting, already off the bat, and maybe it's because I found out that I'm having a daughter in October. Holy shit, I'm having a daughter in October. Will she be born on the third Saturday in October? If I do, <laughs> I think I might just hit up Jay Burleson and like beg him to like send her like a mask or something. I don't fucking know. But uh, it's interesting having this girl who is so precocious and just has this big ball of energy bouncing around and she isn't scared by horror movies she's got this um i don't know it's it's cool to have a little girl who is just enjoying herself and being completely relentless and creative and having maggie as this sort of uh authority figure that isn't her parents to look up to there's something about a good babysitter kid dynamic in a movie I mean, we know Laurie Strode and Tommy Jarvis from um, Halloween. And in that one, it's, in my mind, more of like, uh, she's not, she's really sweet with them, but the relationship doesn't really go that much further than just she's a high schooler watching a little kid until shit gets real. And you're watching something like Child's Play 2, which despite that not being a babysitter thing, having Christina Lee be sort of older sister to Alex Vincent's uh, Andy, that sort of uh, sweetness in a horror movie. I've always really enjoyed that kind of relationship. Like the kids that are going through some serious horrific shit and the adults slash teenagers that are trying to help them get through it because they've lived close enough to that age to where they recognize a little bit of themselves in there and so seeing Maggie sort of nurture the artistic and silly and sort of like naughty sides of PJ is really heartwarming and it's a great way to anchor the movie to where like when shit really does hit the fan I care about these people <clears throat> yeah man good shit uh you've got jock asshole Peter played by Taylor Smith you got the guy who reminds me most of Shelly from Friday Part 3, Lester, who's played by Bart Hyatt. He's probably, outside of the leads, he's my favorite character. He's this dude that's in a wheelchair. He's constantly getting picked on because he's a larger gentleman. But uh, he's got just such a good old boy southern drawl about it all that, uh, I don't know, anytime he... Anytime he makes a joke in this movie, it cracks me the fuck up. And I, what I love about this movie as well is that the movie will kind of plant things in the movie and then pay them off later. Excuse me. In ways that I, I think are really clever. They understand the kind of cheapness of a horror movie sequel and will completely lean into the sort of the absurd shit. Like there will be just... A random, uh, I think the crux of the movie is that they're having a third Saturday in October football party, and then Lester invites his physical therapist <laughs> to hang out. Uh, Neil, played by Tom uh, Hagal or Hagel, I probably fucked this up. I'm very sorry, sir. 
but he invites him over and the guy shows up like in a referee costume and you're sitting here like what the fuck is going on it's reminding me of like the moments in friday four like when crispin glover is just dancing his ass off weirdly or whenever you'll see somebody get attacked and they start like sprinting around the room awkwardly and you sit there there, I think there's a shot, like, even the killer is just kind of standing in the background going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> just kind of side-eyeing this victim, like, are, are you okay? Like, why are you running like that? Why aren't you running away? <laughs> it's it's almost like the killer knows that he's in a horror movie. It's just like, okay, the, the way this works is that you run in the direction away from me. Uh, just silly little things awkward moments like it'll get weirdly uh what's it called like there'll there'll be like a scene where someone's getting into like sexual shenanigans for like absolutely no fucking reason and uh the way that stuff plays off just it's really funny it's just a really funny horror movie a horror comedy and that doesn't skimp on the gore, by the way. This movie does not cheap out, even though it is a lower-budget movie. The practical effects, they do their damnedest. There's only a couple times I think it doesn't quite work, but, uh, man, there's some gnarly shit in here that they're not just satisfied with the usual stabbing. They will. There's some limbs being messed with. There are some chunks being flown off. Like, this is... If you're into gory, lo-fi horror movies, like, this this kind of slaps. And so, really, that's kind of the, I guess, the joy of a movie like this. This is something that if you're into old horror movies, you've seen something like this before. And I think it's done with enough humor and intelligence regarding, like, its awareness of what it's trying to be or what it's trying to play with that it just feels like a really warm hug of a movie if that makes any fucking sense again it brought me back to my favorite parts of the year you know i love football season i love sunday afternoon i work sunday afternoons now so i don't get to do this as much but i love watching a football game on sunday afternoon i love hanging out and watching horror movies and dealing with Halloween and I love when the air just starts to get crispy you know not quite freezing cold but like once you get like a good solid 61 to 57 degrees and it's a little chilly that's perfect hoodie weather just it's a it's evocative this movie and I think that warmth and that uh sense of place especially being a texan gives me this kind of feeling like there's this uh what what oh god what's this fucking line there's a line that somebody says in the movie that's one of those classic southern isms which essentially rolls down to uh you try to get your head fried well lucky for you that's good because the griddle's hot because the griddle's on the stove and the grease is hot. Like, some shit like that. <laughs> these, these uh, you know, 
in a in a world where bless your heart is the most like offensive shady phrase that you could tell somebody a movie like this just kind of relishes in that goodness you can almost smell the fried this is a movie where pj is absolutely obsessed with going to a restaurant called catfish cabin and by god she sells the fuck out of this thing because it just feels like you're going to your you know your best friend's mom your best friend's house and their mom is cooking you some fried chicken fried steak and when you get some good smothered gravy on top of that like it's it's that home feeling for me and I feel like if you're in this weird scenario of southern horror lovers, you'll feel like a genuine warmth that's coming out of this. And so watching the third Saturday in October part five is going to easily, easily satisfy that itch. And I would definitely recommend it to all of you. But now, as I close this episode, I'm going to drop the next episode immediately after because we go from third Saturday in October part five. The next episode's going to be the third Saturday in October, which you watch after this. <laughs> but uh, again, thank you very much for listening to another episode of The Movies. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at the movies underscore pod. Also, let me know what you think of the show. Review the show on Apple Podcasts, and I will read it on the next episode. So you go ahead and do that, and I'll read your shit next time. But next time, we are talking about the third Saturday in October, part five. And uh, I don't know what song I'm actually going to close this out to. I'm feeling southern. I'm feeling like I want some like fried chicken, basically. So let me go with... And I have to look up the song. I'm going to go with Skinner. Uh, Let me go with I Ain't the One by Leonard Skinner. And I'm going to close this thing out. So until next time, my friends, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And take care of the movies. 